This is an SJC Radio production. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Good evening and welcome to uh, episode two, series one of Pit Stop. Now, uh, I'm joined by uh, the regular crew, so good evening to Joe. Good evening, sir, and... Uh, and Ed, good evening, Ed. Good evening, nice uh, to be here again. And today we have a special guest, which is Jack. Yes, hello. Jack being our Le Mans correspondent. So, it, it seems, uh, folks, that we have a bit of a hit on our hands. Uh, Ed, why am I saying that? So, after last week's episode, we had a little look at some of the statistics. Yep. And uh, we have found out that we have plenty of listeners from all over the UK. Including? Including uh, someone from Macclesfield. And And we also have a listener across the Atlantic in the US of A. Whereabouts in the USA is our listener listening from? That was in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's amazing, isn't it? Um, We always said our great hope was that we'd have a listener abroad at some stage, right, right, and we yeah. got it in our first show. Let's hope uh, our Thank US you. listener is tuning in this week. We'll, 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 we'll find out when we see next week's stats. Not only are we also, sir, going out uh, live every Friday at 6 o'clock, yep. we also have our own podcast, meaning you can, on demand, listen to every single Mr. Bird's Pit Stop so if you, if, let's say you, if you missed last week's, you can, and where can they find that? On the tuning page. On the tuning page. On our page. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, so, Ed, what do we start off with? Uh, we're going to start off today with some race reports. Race reports. Okay, so we're going to go, well, there's no F1 at the weekend, but uh, Joe, I understand there was some virtual F1. Yes, so um, I have on my phone the F1 mobile game, um, and I was setting purple first and second sector in Abu Dhabi. I then spun out, managed to recover, but then not before Esteban Ocon T-boned me. Very frustrating. He does that quite often to you, I understand. (laughs) It's happened twice now. Okay, right, moving on. Now, we're going to start off. It was actually a very big weekend for motorsport. We're going to start off uh, with uh, Le Mans. And so we're going to go over to Jack, our Le Mans correspondent. Now, Jack, I watched quite a bit of the race. Can you tell us how much of the race that you watched? Um, I was awake and watching for around 18 hours worth of the 24. That is quite extraordinary because I have never, ever watched 18 hours of Le Mans before. I've been many times. And the first year I went, I tried to stay up all night. But even then, I don't think it amounted to, to 18 hours. 
Okay, so Ed, what was my prediction for the win? Can you remind uh, our listeners what my for prediction was? Yeah. For the one, I think you predicted a Toyota 1-2. I did. And Jack, can you give us the result? What was my prediction like? Uh, you got very close overall. What, what, what was the result then? Oh, uh, so it's a one and three, not one and two. Okay. So very close. And why? Well, why wasn't it a one-two? Uh, they fell off at the beginning. Did it? I thought it was mechanical issues. Oh, Did maybe you... it was. Yeah, I'm getting middled up. It was a mechanical issue. To be yeah. fair, so if you have watched and been staying awake for 18 hours, it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I think it can get a bit confusing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the last eight hours are all a bit blurry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and what was the? Okay, you've watched. How many Le Mans have you watched on television, Jack? Um. Well, I haven't gone to one yet, yeah. but I've watched three, including the virtual one that they did oh, yeah. during true, yes. lockdown. Okay. The virtual one was good, however, it's, it's not the same. No, it, it just isn't. So. And how would you rate, out of five stars, how would you rate this year's Le Mans? Probably a four, a solid four, maybe, okay. maybe a four and a half. That's quite high. Why are you giving it such a high, high grade? Um, well, it's one of, I watch uh, Le Mans a lot, and then also... F1, mm. and I just I quite like uh, the long stretched out race mm. that's just continuous, always going. Mm. I quite like the way it's uh, formatted. Yeah, there's always something of interest, isn't there? I mean, yes. there wasn't much. Am I right in saying there wasn't much of a battle at the front? To, towards the end, there was, but throughout the entire thing, it was relatively calm. Yeah, towards the front of the pack. So, okay, Le Mans. Uh, our listeners may or may or may not be aware there are four classes. That's uh, LMP1. LMP2, GTE Pro, GTE Am, which was the best race? Um, I focused on the LMP2. Good. I just thought it was one of the fastest and there were loads of cars, so it was just always... I think it was the biggest grid of LMP2 cars we ever had. I think there were about 25. Might even be, be more than that. I think it was actually 26. Yes, that, that, okay, that, that's, that's bigger than the Formula 1 grid for a start. Yes. Um, so what was so good about that race? What's so good about the LMP2? It was just really exciting, really fast. Uh, there are a few crashes which made it very interesting. There was a crash near the end, wasn't there? I yeah. think it was the upcoming which car it was now. Um, but it was quite an exciting end because the United Auto Sports, which, which won the class, um, they had a, a late splash and dash pit stop. Yeah. And it was quite close for the overall lead, wasn't it? In fact, I think it had the second place car. The Jota car, I think that had a late splash as well. Yeah, they, they had a late race. splash after, which yeah. secured yeah. the first place car's win because it just took off the, the pressure from yeah. the second car. What about GTE Pro? Thoughts uh, on that? GTE Pro, well, Porsche was in pole, yeah. but it fell off very early on. And, and why did they fall back so, so, so much? Oh, it was a handicap in the end. So they, they were given a, a weight penalty after qualifying? Yes. Well, but, you would have thought that a team like Porsche would know at Le Mans in qualifying, you don't play your you don't play your forehand. You got to sandbag a bit because last year the same thing happened to Aston Martin. They're on pole, they're given a weight penalty, they drop like a stone. Same thing happened to Porsche this year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But then Aston did win this year because of Porsche. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> they learned from their mistake last year, of course. Yeah. Do you have any plans yourself to go to Le Mans? I have wanted to go to Le Mans. It's been difficult because obviously it is very tiring. Yeah. But uh, hopefully next year yeah. uh, I'm planning on going. Excellent. But obviously I have to wait. It's, it hasn't been arranged yet. So crossing my fingers. It's going to be difficult for you. Hold on, which year? going to be difficult for you this year because obviously exams, you being year exams. 11. Uh, it should 
if COVID never happened, yeah. uh, it would have fallen three weeks after my last exam. Right. So depending on COVID, okay. I should be fine to be a to so It could be on. Yes. Well, fingers crossed for that. Now I understand, Jack, you have to dash off. Yes, I do. Thank you for your time. Hey, thank you, okay. Thank you, Jack. Bye, Jack. Okay, so um, as I said, it was it was a big uh, weekend. MotoGP. Now, what's my prediction for MotoGP? I'm going to ask Joe. I said two things about MotoGP. You can't remember what predictions were. Ed, what were they? I said two I, things. I think you predicted um, it to be. I can't remember exactly, but we, you we predicted we, that we, we we've had. I think five different winners yes. in six races, yeah. and you're predicting another different winner. I said six and seven. Never, who's never won a race before. Was I right? Um, I think you were. I was. Uh, it was won by Maverick Vinales. That makes it six winners from seven races. Who's my prediction for the win? Maverick Vinales. Right? No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. It was a chap called Peko Banyaya. Now you might oh. say, well, hold on, you got it wrong there, sir. But who was leading up until five laps from the end? It was him. Peko Banyaya, what happened to him? He crashed. Yes. So, you know, well done, the in a way, you know, yeah. it, it almost came to be. Right, um, moving on, Ed, what is next, Ed? Uh, next we have news from the paddock. Uh, Joe, uh, news from the paddock. Has there been much in the way of news this week? Um, not to sound pessimistic at all, sir, <laughs> but I genuinely don't think there was anything. No, I, I, at I, least, I did not pick up anything whatsoever. No. Funny enough, I did check Crash.net today, and you're right, there hasn't been an awful lot of news, but there are a couple of things, actually, that we can talk about. Number one, um, remember we, we were talking about what a great track Magella was last yes. week? Yes. Um, one of the features of Magello is that it has sand traps. It doesn't have tarmac runoff mm. and I was reading actually that Formula 1 drivers really like sand traps why do you think Formula 1 drivers like sand traps as opposed to tarmac runoff what does it eliminate having having sand traps what does that eliminate track limits track, track yes. limits exceeding track limits yeah. all that nonsense you have you have a gravel runoff if a driver goes over the edge of the track there's a penalty straight away the gravel oh. is going to slow you down yeah and I, all the drivers raved about it, and uh, the FIA, I think they're probably looking at, fingers crossed, you know, um, having more sand traps as opposed to yeah. asphalt runoff, which would be great. Also make the tracks look much better as well. Yes. The other interesting bit of news, um, there's a Grand Prix at the Nürburgring coming up, I think in October sometime, it's called the Eiffel Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. they're, they're looking to have 20,000 spectators there. Wow. So, uh, you know... At a time when we in England, uh, it looks like we're going to have no fans at any sporting events for the foreseeable future, they're looking at 20,000. Yeah. So that is very, very encouraging. Hold on, so we've got some breaking news here. Okay, well. Um, so the F1 CEO, Chase Carey, yes. uh, is being replaced uh, for the 2021 F1 season. Wow. By the, that is big news. That is big news by the former Ferrari boss. Um, just finding his name. It says he will still have some involvement in F1 after 2020, but he won't be in the CEO role. Brilliant. Chase Carey. Well, thank you for that. That, that is big news indeed. Yeah. The saddest thing about this, sir, I think we're losing the Tash. The great Tash. <laughs> Chase Very Carey good. Tash. Very good. I like that. <laughs> right, moving on. What's next? Uh, we have Test the Teacher now. 
Yes, the teacher. Okay, Joe, we go over to you. Last week's questions were incredibly difficult. Um, first category, Joe, is what? Uh, today it is circuits. Okay. What is unusual about Sao Paulo's Interlagos circuit? What's unusual about it? Let's have a think about that. Um, what's unusual about it? The, the direction is um, anti-clockwise. You're on something there, sir. So, what's that? You're onto something. It's anti-clockwise. Is there more to come? No, that is the correct that, answer. Well, that was very easy. Right, can we have a, can we another one? That was too easy, really. Another one? Who drove in his maiden F1 outing in the 1987 Australian Grand Prix in a Brabham BMW? Wow, that is difficult. 87, Brabham BMW. Yes. Wow. I know who the Brabham drivers were in 87, but somebody made their debut in 87 in a Brabham. In Australia. In Australia. Would it be... I don't know the answer to that, if I'm honest. Um, gosh, it wouldn't be... God, blimey. That is really difficult. I, when you say the answer, I know. Can you give me the initials of the driver? What? How First name and... Yeah, second. give me the two initials. S-M. S-M. Yeah, Stefano uh, Modena. Correct answer. Oh. Didn't need a bit of help this time. That, that was very, very difficult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, final question. Yeah. Where did Nigel Mansell score his first F1 win? Oh, first F1 win. Ah, that's a great question. Why is that a great question? Because I was there. Wow, wow. It was 1985 at Brands Hatch, and it was the European Grand Prix. I was there. Joe, that was a great question. Right, I've done three. Uh, let's, let's move on from there. Um, Ed? Next up, we have what's your favourites? Uh, what's the topic this week, Ed? The topic this week is what is your favourite race car? I'm going to go last on this. I'm going to go to you first, Joe. Okay, uh, my favourite would have to be the Renault RS20, purely because just how nice it looks in a matte black finish. Now, that was me moaning last week yeah, about yeah. the colour scheme, but you like the colour scheme. Mm -hmm. I think I like it should it be yellow and white, like but you like it, and you like it yellow and black as well. Yeah. I think it's the second best looking F1 livery on the grid, and I'll get to the first one later on. My, well, my fa okay, we're talking liveries of F1 so, cars. Yes. I'm a big fan current, of the Alfa Tauri. Yes. Alfa Tauri is my, that black and white works really well. Yeah. Okay, well, we're on race cars, so you've gone for Renault purely because of the colour scheme. Ed? Yours. My favourite um, race car at the moment mm -hmm. is the Volkswagen IDR, the car that set the record for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb if we, and the yeah. Goodwood Hill Climb. If we're being pedantic and we're not being pedantic, it's, well, it's a rally car, isn't it? So, so it does qualify. Yeah, it yeah, does qualify. Okay. okay. So, so what's yours? Excellent question. I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you my favourite car from sort of yesteryear. And also my favourite current car. So my favourite car really is the Porsche 956, 962. It's a Le Mans car. Um, my favourite current car is also a Le Mans car, and that's the Rebellion. Yes. That's, yeah. Okay, um, moving on. So coming up now yes. is uh, a new uh, section for yeah. Pit Stop. This has been inspired by Miss Fleming. Mrs. Thank Fleming. You, thank you very much for that. Yes. Uh, it's A to Z. The A to Z of motorsports. All, all we're going to do now 
Um, we're going to start off with A. What does A mean to you? A is for what, Joe? For me personally, uh, it's going to be the Alfa Romeo F1 team. Now, I did say I'd come on to my favourite livery currently Ooh, in F1. That's a great livery. For me, it's the Alfa Romeo with the maroon and the white yeah. hits of hints of black and there's a yeah. bit of green from the Italian flag for me it looks amazing it's a great livery funny enough I saw something the other day on the internet and they and they're, they're ranking the deliveries and they had rather stupidly I think they had that as the worst livery and they had the best livery as the Renault livery now for me from personally as you know I, I don't like the Renault livery but I do love the Alfa Romeo livery for me yeah. that one that top Tier, top tier for that whatever you're looking at and the bottom tier are one and two for me okay for me it's alfa romeo first renault second and also a to z ed what is your a to z what's your, is your a what is your a, a my sorry. a is ayrton senna oh and why do you choose ayrton senna legendary driver yeah uh his record is outstanding yeah uh his skill was incredible um have you seen the film Santa, by the way? I haven't. You ought to see it. It is, it is really, very good. Yeah. Um, here we go. I saw N. Senna when he was racing Formula 3. Yeah. When, yeah, I, went, yeah. when I went to the British Grand Prix in 83, it was uh, Senna versus Brundle uh, in F3. And sir, what is your A? A, a for me has got to be Autopolis. What is Autopolis? It's a racetrack. It's a racetrack in Japan. It's a very good racetrack. Um, I think the idea actually was that it was going to host um, Formula One. It never did. In fact, the only international race I'm aware of it hosting was the finale of the 1991 World Sports Car Championship. Um, I think what's interesting about Autopolis is that apparently... Um, the grandstand along the start finish straight has an art gallery in it. I think that's probably unique. Yeah, okay, on. right, moving on. Uh, what's next? Uh, coming up this weekend. What are you watching this weekend? Well, it is another big weekend. Uh, okay, so, Joe, can you just... Let's go through these. What's coming up this weekend? Um, so, Formula One, obviously the Russian we've, Grand Prix. We've already done our predictions for that. Yep. Um, you will hear those go back to last week's episode. You can hear that. Absolutely. It's a race chat that we're not terribly keen on. And <laughs> am I right in saying we're not particularly excited about the race? I'm not. I probably won't watch it. Will you watch it, Ed? Uh, I'll probably watch the highlights. Whether or not I watch all the highlights will depend on who wins. What about you, Joe? Will you be tuning into Sochi or not? I'll be watching the full race from the start to you finish. You will. But whether I do homework while I do it, while yeah. I watch it or lose interest, you might even I don't sleep. Possibly. Okay, so we're going to be relying on you next week, Joe, because I will not watch <laughs> any of it. I will even watch the highlights uh, for Sochi, yeah. I'm afraid. There's an awful lot on this weekend. Uh, okay, we had Le Mans uh, last weekend. We got another 24 hour race this weekend. This is yeah. 24 hours of Nurburgring. And we're talking here about the 14 mile Nordschleife. This is probably arguably the, the most challenging racetrack in the world. Uh, that is for GT3 sports cars. It is a great event. Uh, so that's obviously something to be excited about. Also, in terms of sports cars, it is IMSA racing from mid Ohio. IMSA is basically the American, basically uh, the, the America's version of uh, Le Mans cars. Mid Ohio is a fantastic racetrack. 
uh, and the racing this year has been fantastic, particularly between uh, Mazda and Acura. So I will definitely be watching that probably Sunday evening. And of course, well, my weekend is going to be dominated by its MotoGP again. This time it's the Catalan Grand Prix from Barcelona. Is that the F1 track? It is the F1 track. There is a slight difference. Do you know what the difference is between after the F1 version? Air, do you want, what, what um, is the... After the back straight, they don't go take that sharp left. They go round. Don't know. Uh, well, no, actually, no, no, no. They, they, you what you what? They used to go around that that longer yeah. left hander, but now they they use unfortunately they use the same tight left oh, as Formula right. One does. The difference being is that MotoGP doesn't use that terrible fiddly chicane oh, for the last corner. Now, I've spectated, not, not Formula 1, but I've watched Le Mans cars in that sort of, uh, that final complex. And uh, it's, it's probably the worst series of corners I've ever seen. Nice. You're watching very fast cars going very slowly yeah. around very slow corners. Wow. Thankfully, MotoGP, instead of that Mickey Mouse tight chicane, they've got two very fast right-handers. Yeah. Um, okay, now my prediction here. I've got to go, well... I, uh, with the long straight, it favours the, the Catties, who are the fastest in the straight line. So I'm going to have to say again, Peko Banyaya. Fingers crossed he doesn't fall off this time. Here's my prediction for uh, the win. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Joe, what's next? Uh, questions and answers. We'll start off with my answers from last So week. these are all number-based questions. So Joe, can you give us the answer to your questions? Okay, so... As you can maybe remember, Ferrari's 1,000th race was at Mugello, uh, sported a special burgundy livery. Um, and I asked three questions. How many Ferrari, how many Constructors' Championships have Ferrari got? What's the answer? The answer is 16. Good. Next one. How many Drivers' Championships have they got? The answer is 15. Okay. Very and their first race was in Monaco in 1950. Thank you for that. Now, my question... Uh, was what do um, what the old Spa-Francorchamps and the current Suzuka have in common? Do you know the answer, by the way, you two? Have you worked it out? No, they, not. they both have got downhill start-finish straights. Uh, yeah. That makes Excellent. sense. Yeah, the sense. only two circuits with... Because the, the old Spa, the old Spa, the start-finish straight was between La Source and Eau Rouge. Mm-hmm. So that downhill oh, right. section yeah, used to yeah. be the start finish straight, not where it is now, yeah. before the source. Oh, right. Okay, I've got a, moving on to this week's questions. Um, I think it's just a question for me. It's another circuits question. This is about um, Misano. Uh, Misano is where uh, last week's MotoGP took place. The question is this, what change um, was made to Misano in 2006? It's the change. I've done my research here. I don't think this has happened to any other racetrack. So what change happened to Mazzano in 2006? <laughs> Please email us your answer and tell us where you are listening from to pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Right. I think that just about wraps things up uh, for this evening. Yeah. So we look forward to your company next week for some more uh, motorsport based chat so it's goodbye from me Joe not also sorry just before we end not okay. just next week next Friday as as you may remember uh, earlier on in the show we said how you could get it from on demand um, so we now have our own podcast 
So in the year 2023, you can come back and listen to the first and now second ever um, pit stop. Why do you say 2023? I don't know, a bit precise, wasn't it? Okay. In the future. So if they want to, what they can do uh, the following week, uh, they could actually listen to the two previous episodes Mm -hmm. and then listen to the third one. If they want a full an hour and a quarter of motorsport-based chat, and let's face it, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> okay, well, it, it's good evening from me. Good evening. Good evening from Ed. And good evening from Joe. This was an SJC Radio production. The presenters and writers were Mr. Bird, Ed and Joe, and the special guest was Jack. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well